Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. She came home and she's like, okay, I got on a call with Sephora US. And we're like, oh my God. We started freaking out. Like, oh my God, we can't believe this. Like, I can't breathe. Like, this is going to be so exciting. Like, what are we launching? I think that was like the moment where we're like, wow, it isn't just, you know, we were in a retailer in the UK and in the US, but there was nothing even in Canada. So it wasn't like, it was real, but it wasn't like home real. Mm -hmm. So it was like really when it kind of really knocked on our front door. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. This episode of Breaking Beauty is in partnership with Rethink Breast Cancer. Let's get physical, physical, I wanna get physical, let me hear your body talk. Okay, okay, calm down, Olivia Newton-John. Why are you singing? What? We don't have the rights to the song. Help me out here. This October, Rethink Breast Cancer's 16th annual fundraising event, Booby Ball, has a theme, and you guessed it, it's get physical. So fun. That means party goers like us can get out our finest lycra pastels to raise a glass and raise money for young women facing breast cancer. Ooh, the invite says neon cocktails and aerobic dance-offs. Does this mean we have to record our podcast onto a mixtape so people can listen to it on their Walkmans? Old school, I like it. The Booby Ball is coming to Toronto on Friday, October 13th. And guess what? It's all across Canada. Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa, and Halifax. Get all the dates and buy your tickets at boobyball.com today. Hey, Jill. Hi, Carlene. Hello, listeners. It is September and summer's <laughs> over. Boo-hoo. I'm actually happy about it. I love really? Se- I love September. It's back to school, bitches. Yeah, it is. I love the back <laughs> to school. I like that reset button. It's true. It's the best time to like start a diet, yeah. quit smoking. <laughs> but as you know... 
the idea of back to school is in the air. We have co-founders who are themselves barely out of high school. Yeah. Their names are Allie and Taylor Frankel, and they are the co-founders of Nude Sticks. So what's really exciting is that Nude Sticks is one of the only millennial brands that is created by millennials. Of course, there's Glossier, but this is targeted a little bit younger. Yeah, they, they were in high school themselves when they started the line back in 2014. They definitely are, I would say, on the younger side of millennials. And did you hear them talking together just now? They're so cute. As sisters, they have such a great relationship, you can tell. I know. And we had to wait. Like We, we literally had to wait until they were done school before we could get them in the studio. Together, yeah. Because they were so busy with their studies. Yeah, I think when we first had this idea of a podcast back in December, they were our first phone call that we Mm -hmm. made because we knew we had to talk to them. Well, it was worth the wait. They were also on the side juggling, like, going to store visits in Sephora when they were launching in China and Australia. Anyway, we're just happy we got them here. And if you haven't seen the products before, we're going to describe them a little bit so you know. There are lip colors, concealers, eyeshadows, there's a mascara, there's blurring pencils, and they all come in these chubby pencils that are housed in these little tins, and yeah, they're all stick makeup. Hence the nude sticks. And to me, it's a fresher, cooler version of Mac Mm -hmm. from when we were, you know, back in the day and obsessing about Mac. Speaking of Mac, their mother is also pretty integral to the brand. Her name is Jenny Frankel. She's a career chemical engineer. And she was a formulator for Mac way back in the day. Like, the rumor has it, she yeah. was the person behind Mac lip gloss. Yeah, just what a blockbuster that was. Yeah. Game changer product that every brand had to have. So many copycats, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And then she took her formulation know-how. This is Jenny and when she left Mac. And she helped to co-create Cover FX, which... Mm-hmm in my opinion, was the Mac of drugstores because it had 40 different shades. It was really phenomenal coverage. It yeah. was formulated with a dermatologist at Sunnybrook Hospital. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really have color, though, like Mac, right? It was mostly like foundations yes, and concealers. Yes, it was exactly. It was mostly about perfecting that base, but yeah. healthy makeup to yeah. do so. A yeah. wide shade range. Well, as you said, the technology came out of the dermatology lab. So it was really designed for people who had legit dermatological issues yeah. like vitiligo, rosacea, port wine stains. Yeah. Like it was people who were suffering. They yeah. had low self-confidence. Yes. So they wanted to create like a true, true coverage, mm-hmm. 40 shades, which was pretty much unheard mm-hmm. of at the time, yeah. that went on nicely. And yeah. people were using it to cover tattoos on their wedding day. Yeah. It was kind of like a sleeper hit. Yeah, absolutely. From there, Jenny, you know, she she left Cover FX. Now you get all that lineage yeah. and nude sticks. And all that know-how and all of that expertise. Exactly. And the shades, too. You were talking about what you're trying right now. Yeah. So the other thing behind it, I would say, that distinguishes it from MAC is that it's all very neutral. Mm-hmm. The girls are all about no makeup makeup. That mm-hmm. was part of their positioning from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I would say in terms of their palette, it's yeah. more like a Bobbi Brown. Definitely. It was meant to be very wearable. They weren't about those bright purples and blues that you would see on you Kat know, Von D at, or Tarte or Too or, Faced. Yeah, or like, at the Mac counter. And yeah. that was the kind of stuff they were talking to their mom about. So right now, I am wearing one of their best sellers. It's the Intense Matte Lip and Cheek Pencil in Purity. I have to tell you, it is damn near the twig lipstick mm-hmm. that I used to wear in high school, like back in the 90s. It looks really good on you to this day, mm. that, kind of, that kind of shade. Thank you. And I am a big fan of the concealer, which I've been using 
amazing. That was one of their first products they've ever launched. I love it because it's the stick format, that ease, because sometimes you're in a bathroom, you just need to quickly touch up, but you don't want to get a palette out. You don't want to get a pot of concealer. You just swipe it on, cover up the dark under eye circles or, you know, throw it in your bag when you're going on a flight. And it's just easy peasy. And that's what they were trying to achieve. And so perhaps it's not a huge surprise that they would get into cosmetics. I mean, their mom's obviously going to be a big influence in their life. But I think what is impressive is the age at which they decided to become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So we asked the girls, just how did this idea come about to build a cosmetics range with their mom? Let's have a listen. So I'm Taylor, and I was 17 years old when we started Nude Sticks, and now I am 21. (laughs) And I'm Allie, and I was 14 when we started Nude Sticks, and now I'm 18. So our mom, Jenny Frankel, she really just wanted to connect with us, and in order to connect with us, she had to join social media. So she joined Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Obviously, you know, without being too stalkerish, because otherwise we'd unfollow and unfriend her. We're like, Mom, stop commenting on our friends' photos, please. But in that time, she really recognized that the way we saw beauty was very different than the way she grew up seeing beauty. Because she comes from the world where it's more is more makeup and more color and more steps and more coverage and pretty much wearing a mask of makeup. And my sister and I, we really did not aspire for that. You know, we did not aspire for perfection and flawless. We aspire to look like ourselves, but maybe a little bit better than how we just woke up in the morning. We wanted to just enhance our natural features. And we found that the beauty industry talks so much about perfection and flawless, but then they had skincare. So there wasn't really any brand in between that was connecting to this modern day woman or this new generation of girls who embrace their uniqueness, who embrace their quirkiness, who embrace their own beautiful. And I think that's where we're kind of like, okay, we need to create something that was talking to these girls. The real light bulb moment happened when the family was on a vacation in Florida for their cousin's wedding. All the conversations they'd been having around the dinner table about what modern beauty was really about. I know that the girls can often cite these tomboyish sort of figures or beauty icons like Cara Delevingne as inspiration. Mm -hmm. And certainly they mentioned that when I met with them back in 2014. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that they talk about her because she's so different than the type of icons that we referenced back in the 90s, like Cindy Crawford and the amount of makeup that went into her look. So the momentum had definitely been building, and this is the moment that they decided to collectively go for it. So well, we opened the computer when we were actually on the plane, and my mom opened it, and she opened up the PowerPoint, and we were like, okay. So first, we knew we wanted to call it Nude Sticks, because nude being, we wanted everything to be shades of neutral, because for us, it was all about just looking like yourself, but better. It's all about embracing your natural beauty, feeling good in your own skin, and then the we stick We knew we wanted pencils. For us, it was kind of like, we can't call it nude pencil, that sounds kind of weird. So we were kind of playing around with the whole pencil part, and then we, we were like, stick, sticks. and then we are like, sticks, because that kind of sounds a little bit cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, a little bit edgier. Stick. Do you remember like Hotmail accounts? And we'd even be like, Taylor underscore rocks. So that was my Hotmail account. Just saying. <laughs> Taylor underscore rocks 96. But it was more about like just adding a little bit of an edgy factor to it rather than just like nude stick. And obviously sticks because it could be plural, but it's also could be just mm-hmm. as a brand. It kind of sounds a little bit better. More so, complete. Yeah. 
So for us, it was really because we were not makeup artists. (laughs) We are your everyday girls who were super intimidated by tools and brushes and oversized compacts and just clutter. And we felt that pencils were just so easy and so versatile, especially for my sister and I, or if you're just starting off with makeup, or even if you're an older client, or even if you're a mom or you're on the go. It's faster. It's it's faster. You draw and you smudge. And Allie always says, you know, if you could write your name, you could use nude sticks. So there's something that's so just easy and effortless about pencils and also the fact that you can use one pencil for you know multiple parts of the face and also that you can use your fingers and that's one of the things that we love because when I was 14 or 15 years old like I had no idea like which brush was for which part of the face and for a lot of girls if even if they're investing in for example like a palette or a compact where they're spending it's expensive enough and then you have to go buy brushes mm-hmm. yeah. and then you have to buy you know the powders and the this and the that so pencils really had that complete package where you can use it for more than one thing. It's super easy to use. You couldn't use your fingers. And I also think that there was something so sleek about a pencil. We always, when we thought about compacts, or at least when I think about compacts, I think about my mother's makeup. Like big compacts and oversized palettes. I'm like, yeah, my mom uses that. But with pencils, it's something very modern, something very chic about that. And the fact that they're black and they're very almost unisex or not. Like for me, I was kind of a tomboy growing up. And that was why maybe I was late to the makeup train because I didn't really like to wear makeup. I played sports. Like I was like putting my hair up all the time. I wanted like I loved fresh face. I remember when I was like 10 years old, I wore basketball shorts every single day. <laughs> so I love that the black like really the pencil. It's you know whether you're a male, you're a female. Like I have a lot of guy friends who use our makeup pencils as well, which is really interesting. That's what I love about them as well. So they had the concept down, and the next big step was getting a retailer to buy into it. Well, it pays to have a mother with a killer reputation, or with a proven track record anyway. They managed to snag Space NK. But the girls were sort of quick to clarify it wasn't all on the back of their mom. Like, nobody wants that. Yeah. They want to be able to stand on their own. Because the brands that Jenny had worked with in the past, they probably wouldn't have ticked all of Space NK's you know, boxes today. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's because Allie and Taylor created nude sticks with a whole new ethos. One that, again, really represented their teen idealistic, you might say, values before you get broken down by the man in the real world. (laughs) Yeah. So Space and K loved that the brand was vegan, sustainable, cruelty-free. And that it had what we call an editor speak, a hook. They loved the fact that it was mother-daughter, that, you know, it was about natural makeup, pencils. It was like nothing they've had in their store, so they were really excited for that. Yeah. And then we started going into product formulation, and we started collecting, you know, we kind of created a product assortment, like, what can we not live without? So we knew we wanted concealer. For me, concealer is like my number one go-to product. Don't leave the house without it. Remember, I was still wearing concealer because I thought I had under-eye circles at the age of 16, because <laughs> I guess I wasn't getting enough sleep, I don't know. And then we wanted obviously mascara for me that's my number one i can leave home fresh face even if i have a pimple i'll go out as long as i have mascara on and then lip because and for lip we wanted a creamy formula and that's why i mentioned we had our cream lip and cheek pencils our first formula because we loved like lip balms and we wanted something moisturizing and creamy yet something that still was super pigmented and was versatile so it was your lip color and your cheek blush all in one and yeah and then we had so we had sculpting we didn't didn't have sculpting so it was a very limited assortment and it was pretty much like your must-haves like what do you need in your purse at all times if you're on the go if you're you know going out with girlfriends and you need to touch up like these were your must-haves and of course from the start every single pencil came in the tin with the sharpener and the mirror because that was you know our little makeup kit on the go 
I can remember receiving the range back when I worked at a magazine for their very first launch. And what really set it apart for me were those black tins that the pencils came in. It was like they had their own little house with mirrors inside. They were so cute. Once you pick one of those up and then you compare it to a compact, you feel like you're ancient if you have a compact in your hand. So those tins became something of a collectible. They started collaborating with local artists like Toronto-based painter Jessica Gorlicky, and they had cute little designs on them. I believe this was December of 2014 was their first collaboration. But the cases themselves, the tins, serve a dual purpose. In this next clip, you'll hear Allie explain what that is. All of our pencils are made from sustainable forests. So that was, you know, step one. And then step two is... Our tins as well are recyclable and reusable. reusable, Of course, we reuse our tins all the time, but there's nothing to throw away. So that's your outer package. For me, that was super important because I remember I'd go home from going shopping with my mom, going to get some beauty products. And even if it was just a face wash, it comes in a box. And obviously it's all for decoration. It makes the product look really nice. And then you have a bag and you have the paper that goes in the bag. And then you come home and you throw everything else out except for the product. So it's nice for like the five seconds you have it. But I never thought it was really necessary. And it was just all that extra trash that you had to throw away. Let us take you behind the scenes for a second to the day we interviewed Taylor and Allie. First of all, in real life, they mm-hmm. are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They used to do some modeling as children, and they were just—they had just done a TV segment mm-hmm. that morning. They were so like these little glowing goddesses, mm-hmm. so cute, but also so well mannered. You can just tell they're so thoughtful, mm-hmm. and they must honestly make their mother so proud. <laughs> You're having a mom moment right I'm now. I'm cheering up. <laughs> Get her a tissue. They were wearing like awesome outfits and Allie was wearing her mom's mage dress. And like we posted a picture with them on our Instagram stories and somebody was like, where did you get, where is that dress from? And so we had to like <laughs> reply back, say Allie was wearing her mom's dress. And then Jenny's like, like, you know, so. Oh my gosh. Also goals. <laughs> if my daughter can like fit into my clothes and vice versa when I'm older, I'll be like so happy. <laughs> they're really pushing this real girl beauty movement. And, you know, they're nice Canadian girls, so I'm not mm-hmm. surprised that they are very well-mannered. Mm-hmm. But they're very motivated and very ambitious as well. And they, you know, they're featured in the ad. It's very relatable. It's you but better is their tagline. So yeah. they're it's not... It's not about put, put all this on and try yeah. to look like somebody who you're totally not. Yeah. Again, I just think that's that's so lovely. But is it always a dream working with family? I don't know. We asked the girls if it's always so picture perfect. Honestly, I have personally, I haven't experienced working without my mom and my sister. I feel like we're very fortunate to get along so well and to be able to work together, to be able to travel together to so many different countries, to be able to tell our story together. It's something that's very unique and that doesn't happen often. And so as I've gotten older in the past three, four years, I've appreciated it even more so because now all of a sudden, you know, I'm traveling a lot by myself. And then I realize, oh, like that must have been how my mom felt like years ago. And it's a little bit lonely. So then when I do get the opportunity to travel with my mom and my sister, I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun. We're gonna have the best trip ever, girls trip. <laughs> so then you start you start to really appreciate those moments. Even though you don't hear a lot about him, their biggest cheerleader is their dad. So how does he get to be involved? He's, he's so proud. He's our biggest fan. It's really cute. He's always like showing his friends. He's like, have you heard of nude sticks? Yeah. And you know, he's 
everything from like booking all of our doctor's appointments that we're not here for for us and then he helps out in the office like he's he's amazing we wouldn't be able to do like the day-to-day without you know his help yeah but he does dabble in nude sticks as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) um he works in logistics and he'll do some finance and more of like importing goods and making sure all of our retailers get paid on time very important yes very important (laughs) Okay, so it sounds like they've got the family business thing sorted. Well, it would be nice to have them around <laughs> through thick and thin, right from the very beginning. I, I mean, don't know, though. Same. Think about working with your family day in and day out. Love you guys, but... <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder what it was like running this side hustle that they were getting off the ground. And any startup, there's so much work. There's so many layers to it. You've mm-hmm. got to be on the business front, social media front, product development, testing 24/7. things. Yeah. And how could you be able to study for, you know, your algebra exam when you're getting a international beauty business off the ground? I know. And I wonder if they were like child stars at school. Like they must have at least been getting somewhat Instagram famous. Like everybody must have been following this story. So we asked Taylor, how did their friends react? When I was in high school, Allie and I definitely did a good job of keeping it hush-hush um, because like, we would leave for like a week <laughs> like during the middle of school or d- during the middle of exams. And no and one would know. No one would know. <laughs> and like, where'd you go? And we're like, oh, we just went to, you know, to London for the weekend or New York for the weekend or for the week. And um, we did that really because we didn't know where nude sticks would would go. We didn't really have the we vision. We didn't know the future. Yeah, we didn't, we're like, oh, this is something that we love doing. You know, we didn't really realize how fast it would grow. Then after a while, it was hard to kind of keep on hush hush when we launched Sephora, and um, all of our friends loved it because they're like, oh my god, like I'm coming over, I'm gonna get some free makeup. It wasn't long until they would become teen sensations in their own right. And that's all thanks to a magazine encounter that catapulted the girls to instant beauty stardom. I think that the one thing that really stood out for me was the first time we went to New York for press. And this was when we first launched Space NK. We went to Condé Nast. And that was like huge for us. We we're like, oh my god! This we is met insane. with you know Elaine Walter Roth from Teen Vogue, yeah. and and we actually met with um, Philip Picardi, who was just an editor there at the time. So he was just starting. He was just out. their junior beauty editor. Yeah, junior beauty editor, and he met with us, and we had a meeting, and he looked at us, and he's like, oh my god, our Teen Vogue readers are going to eat you guys up. <laughs> They're like, gonna love you. So we're like, okay, like that's cool, and. Uh, <laughs> And then he's like, oh, my God, like, how long are you guys here for? We're like, uh, we're only here for, like, a few days, I think. And our mom was there, like, being our, like, momager and all that. And then he's like, oh, my God, okay, like, we have to shoot you guys right away. Like, what are you doing t- later today? Or, like, tomorrow. I think it was maybe the next day. Yeah. And we're like, nothing, like, just chilling. Don't worry, we'll clear our schedule. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, that yeah. was, like, my 50, 16-year-old's voice, by the way. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, my God, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to get my uh, Teen Vogue photographer. They're going to take you out. You're going to, we're going to shoot you guys, and we're going to give you a spread. We're like, oh my god, like we're like, this isn't happening, and it was happening. It was, and it was Taylor's <laughs> right, that was definitely like such a turning point. We were like, oh my god, this is crazy. You know, Teen Vogue is still so big, but it was one of you know, a magazine that we both read. And the next day, they took us to a park. We were, you know, in our own clothes. We technically only wear like white and black, and they're like, wear some colorful clothing. And we we're have like, to go shopping. We're like going shopping to Forever 21 in Times Square at like midnight, and like going through <laughs> our, like our entire suitcases looking for something that's a little brighter than black. <laughs> um, Had nothing, literally. I found like a green dress 
that was like my mom's <laughs> and Taylor found, I don't know, like a top or something. It was like a floral romper that like yeah. was way too small on me. <laughs> so you know what? We managed. We got a pop of color out, of the, out there. That was like a defining moment, I think, for us. And then afterwards, you would, after that, it kind of spiraled. And I think like a lot of editors saw that and like beauty industry kind of looked at that as well. So yeah, it was awesome. So I'm looking at these pictures right now on teenvogue.com and of course this brand blew up. You'd instantly want to be friends with these girls. The pictures are awesome. They're so cute. They're so comfortable with each other. Well, I think it's hilarious how they told the story about how the editor met with them and it was like, hold on, what are you doing tomorrow? We're doing a shoot. Like immediately taken with them because they have kind of like an influencer quality to right, them. They right. really do. Mm-hmm. We have a fangirl right here. The day on set, Gabby, be Gabby. Hi. <laughs> Gabby is our sound tech, and she really was not a huge beauty fan or nude sticks fan, didn't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. But on set, you were honestly, you were like turning all pink. And, like, I know. Blushing. I was, was really so taken. I was really taken aback. These girls are like my type of people. If I can see them getting into beauty, it kind of like inspires me to get into it. I'm like, this is so cool. They're really cool people. Okay, we have to explain Gabby's this. When she yeah. says she's like my people. Yeah. Well, I think you're a no makeup makeup girl, right? Yeah. 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 But her no hair makeup. is like awesome. Yeah, like her hair is awesome. And like Gabby yeah. has a nose ring. Yeah. She's not wearing any makeup. She has a nose ring. She has long, beautiful black hair and it's like dip dyed bleach blonde at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of I can see this like tomboyish, you know, mm-hmm. connection you guys had. Yeah, and like we both like sneakers, so I was like, wow, that's really cool. That's that's my thing. Yes. Yeah, because she, you guys were dishing about how I think it was Allie was saying she just loves having her hair in a bun. That's like her go-to day-to-day. Mm-hmm. She barely wears makeup unless she's like going out. Then yeah. she'll put on her stuff. Same with heels. Wasn't into heels. Yeah, jogging all. pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's totally my thing every day. But just you were like sneakers. impressed by them too, right? I was super impressed. They have such complexities and they put it together so well that it's mm. it's inspiring. <laughs> so what do you want to try? What are you buying that they're selling? <laughs> I really I really do want to try like all the like highlighters cuz I'm, I'm trying to get into that like um very natural look at the same time I want to try the like matte lipsticks. Okay. They're coming your way, Gabby. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. <laughs> really if you, if you like murder this episode, we're going to give you all the samples. <gasps> oh my goodness, please. I'll do my very best. <laughs> Thanks for the input, Gabby. Yeah, of course. And in this next segment, we're going to find out how the biggest retailer, Sephora, came calling. I remember actually our mom, we were struggling on what retailer to launch, and we she came home and she's like, okay, I got on a call with Sephora US and, you know, they love the brand. They're really excited. Um, and I just want to let you know, guys, like, don't really, like, oh my God, we start freaking out. Like, oh my God, we can't believe this. Like, I can't breathe. Like, this is going to be so exciting. Like, when are we launching? I think that was like the moment where we actually were like, wow, this is actually happening. Like, it isn't just, you know, we were in a retailer in the UK and in the US, but there was nothing even in Canada. So... It wasn't like, it was real, but it wasn't like home real. Mm -hmm. So it was like really when it kind of really knocked on our front door. If you looked at the beauty industry two, three years ago, you still had like your really big name brands talking about more is more makeup, perfection and flawless and more color. And we were kind of, we came in and we're like, 
with a small little brand from Toronto, Canada saying, listen, we want to talk about less is more makeup and <laughs> we want no makeup makeup and kind of like the I woke up like this type of look. They're like, what? I think they're <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> their main concern was like, less is more. Does that mean less product? Does that mean we can't sell as much product? And we were like, honestly, it probably takes the same amount, if not more products to look like you're not wearing makeup. Yeah. So um, that problem, you know, went aside pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But that was like the... Like the one like caught in the headlights moment. That was really interesting. The pressure that they started getting right away to launch more and another SKU and another <laughs> SKU and another SKU. And pretty soon you just have tins all over your house. But yeah. it's funny the way that the beauty industry works, you know. I don't know when this expectation was set, but, and we're guilty of this as editors, you're just interested in what's new, what's next. Yeah, there's this drive for constant, constant innovation, and it's beyond Sephora. It's, you know, at drugstore level, like every, how many mascaras can one brand come out with? Yeah. And nobody really seems to care whether the customer is boggle-eyed. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're going to have those stalwart sort of that are you're going to be selling through all the time but Mm -hmm. if you don't have new innovations you're not creating any buzz Mm -hmm. and so that was just really interesting to hear their take on it you can't rest you really can't I'm sure there are countless crossroads that brands have to face as they're growing in part of their growing pains and they have to decide whether they're going to compromise sell out or resist or like in this next example you might need to get creative So we are a cruelty-free brand, and we continue to be a cruelty-free brand. And I know that when you launch China, a lot of the perception is that, oh, you're not cruelty-free anymore because China has regulations that you have to animal test in order to enter the country. However, as a brand, we actually said we're not launching China unless we're cruelty-free because that's going to alienate our clients, and we don't believe in that. And we don't believe in animal testing. So We have a dog. We love animals. So our manufacturer that is in Germany has a facility in China. And China, I think about a little bit over a year ago, just implemented a new regulation that if you manufacture your products in China... But in certain regions of China specifically. And then you sell your product within China, you don't have to animal test. So we were able to develop the same formulas, the same products within China... To sell to China. And it's a little around, bit, you know, more complicated than that. Yes. <laughs> My mom would say. So this is just like this the is general like the gist. general explanation. After of, all the lawyers and the, you know, going to the banks and yeah, exactly. All of that jazz. Yeah, no, it took us about over, it took us over a year. It took my mom and our team over a year. And a lot of late night calls because yeah. of the time difference. So it was a lot on our part, but it was so meaningful and important to us to do that. And, and I mean, China's also a huge market that it was something that, you know, we felt very passionate about and we knew that, you know, Newsticks would be successful in China as well. They were really smart about this because before any kind of scandal could break out, the Frankels took to Facebook Live to address the issue with their fans and clarify that they are still cruelty-free because you can't get away with anything these days. I think it's really smart and they had a lot of foresight and business savvy in doing this because they're connecting with their customers directly and just giving them the 411 on the fact that they knew ahead of time that this might be a concern for people, so they Mm -hmm. got ahead of it. And that's not true for every brand. Like, transparency Transparency is so huge, and for them it's really innate, but something Mm -hmm. like when NARS started selling in China 
earlier this year, there was a big backlash about it on yeah. social media, such as the way with these big behemoths. Yeah. And, you know, they are at a disadvantage. Like our generation is struggling to catch up. Mm-hmm. You know, these young women are closer to my daughter's age, really. She's seven yeah. and she's been watching YouTube since she was three, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, they they use YouTube like it's Google, you know, like type in yeah. whatever. So for them, it's really just second nature. Even before we even had product, before we even had like final packaging, we started a social, an Instagram account and we were just posting like inspirational images, you know, very like no makeup, makeup, very kind of lifestyle images. And social media really played a huge part because as a startup brand, you don't really have any money, marketing money to spend on like these huge campaigns and these huge advertorials and like ma- huge magazines. Even when we would look into like um, go into store and see these beautiful like images and you know beautiful photoshopped imagery of like these models that are like perfect lip and sculpted cheeks and we're like well that's not relatable like and for me like I don't even aspire like we don't aspire to be that way and you know no, they didn't do their own makeup and they don't look like that at like eight o'clock in the morning I can guarantee it <laughs> so for us that was kind of just we'd walk right by those photos not even paying attention because there is nothing that attracted us to that type of look. We went into our first photo shoot. We self-styled. We brought in our flannel tee, like our rocker tees and our flannel shirts. I ended up wearing my dad's zip-up sweater because I went in that. And then the photographer was like, I love it. (laughs) And I was like, this? Okay. Yeah, because it was real. And that's what we loved. We loved, you know, how you can really post your true self. And obviously now Instagram's kind of moving away from that, which is kind of sad. But we've, you know, we still still try to maintain our authenticity, the like why we came to be, why people love nude sticks. And I think that's really what attracted people to the brand is because they're so sick and tired of just like the Instagram the Instagram and like just like having everything perfect all the time. The fact that it's raw and it's authentic. Well their vibe might be super chill, but they're still pretty baller on paper. They've done a collaboration video with Way Hair Care, and Jen Atkins' team actually came and sought them out. They were like, we love what you're about, your mm-hmm. look, you know, you're our peeps. Mm-hmm. That's right. When, that was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So just when they were getting off the ground. And recently at Coachella, they took over Women's Wear Daily Instagram Stories feed, which is really a smart move on mm-hmm. WWD's part. Mm-hmm. And they've been collaborating a lot more with YouTubers and as well. And influencers, yeah, mm-hmm. in general. So this fall, they're introducing a limited edition nude artist box creators palette. It's with YouTubers like Samantha Rabnadal. I hope I said that right. There's a guy in there. His name is Donovan Gibb. Yeah, and a lot of people might know Donovan because he does the best lipstick swatches out there, and they partnered with him a lot. There's a range of ethnicities. It's very inclusive, and it includes six custom magnetic matte lip colors designed by the six YouTubers. It's really a great idea, and mm-hmm. I think it's $65, which is drugstore prices, really, when you're getting six of the colors, yeah. right? And it's valued at, I think, like $170 or something in that ballpark. So even if there's one you don't love, you can, like, send it to your friend or, you know. Mm-hmm. The shades are all brownie beige. Yeah. They're kind of, you know, in that, like, Kylie lip kit type of vein, but also very in the repertoire of what Nude Sticks has been doing from the beginning. Yeah. You know, easy wear shades. But I did have to wonder, because they're really in this niche aesthetic, mm-hmm. that, you know, where are they going to take the brand from right. here? What's next? Yeah. Up next, we're going to hear from Allie, who, as I will remind you, just graduated from high school. And she's going to give us a little bit of scoop on how Nude Sticks will be handling adulting. So I'm actually 
moving to Ireland at the beginning of September, and I'm doing a six-year medical degree. So I'm going to be Dr. Ali in six years. And, you know, eventually I want to go into dermatology, which is the ultimate goal, which will... I'll still be doing nude sticks. Obviously, Taylor will be taking over more work of mine for my shoulders. But we are launching Europe or and working to, you know, relaunch the UK. So it's perfect timing that I'm going to be there anyways. And definitely hoping to re-loop around once I finish school and still, you know, always still be a part of the brand. I think it's impossible to separate the two. It's kind of like family and brand is one at this point. Yeah. And, you know, later on in life, if we ever want to, you know, launch Nude Stick Skin, you know, Allie could always develop our skincare line. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Six years from now. Whoa, mic drop. You heard it here first. Look out for nude skin. <laughs> it would be really, really cool. And it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we had so much fun chatting with Allie and Taylor, and we wanted to give you guys a sense of what it's like to sit down with them. So, so we pulled our yeah. intern as well. Hi, Gabby. She's sitting right here. We wanted to know what her friends wanted to know about Allie and Taylor. Yeah, and they said they were interested in uh, Gabby's too far away to... Will your voice reach over here? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> what did they want to know? Uh, about the, like daily life stuff. Like how did they get there and what do they do now, you know? And what do they wear? What do they wear? And what, what are they, they listening like? to? What do they like watching on Netflix? All that great stuff. We brought back Rapid Fire and this is the Nude Sticks edition. <laughs> Taylor, Drake or The Weeknd? Drake. Allie, Kendall or Kylie? Kendall. Taylor, ultimate beauty icon. Cardi Levine. Allie, best beauty excuse to skip homework. Exfoliating. <laughs> Face mask. <laughs> Taylor, most creative use of an empty nude sticks tin. Best thing I've seen is tampons. Good one. Allie, in the Sephora store, what's the brand you beeline for besides your own? Kate Somerville. Allie, what are you listening to right now? Calvin Harris's new album. And Taylor? Khalid, location. Taylor, podcast that you're listening to right now? This one. Taylor, what are you binging on Netflix? The 100. Taylor, would you rather 30 days without mascara or 30 days without lipstick? 30 days without lipstick. Allie, best beauty hack when you don't have your sharpener with you? Stick your pinky in it. Taylor, most posh hotel you've stayed at? The Ritz-Carlton in Malaysia is like a castle. Sneakers or heels? Sneakers. Sneakers all the way. Always. Taylor, biggest indulgence? Chocolate. Like chocolate everything. Thanks for tuning in. Visit breakingbeauty.ca to sign up for our newsletter and every episode will be delivered direct to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And be sure to subscribe to us. There's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play and SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're up for it, show your love by writing a review in iTunes. 